Hello, this is Kier Stoves with Flickfair, an on-demand film festival. Please go to flickfair.com, sign up, and start watching our films today. Also, please remember to vote for your favorite film for our festival. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Sacktown Movie Buffs. Once again, I'm Kier. This is Jason, and we are doing another interview for Flickfair. Uh, today, we're actually going to be interviewing the director, uh, as well as the producer of Truth and Reconciliation. Uh, it was uh, basically directed and produced by uh, Liz Cox and uh, Paul, uh, uh, is it Zyre? I might have. Hopefully, I didn't get that. Hopefully, I got that correct. Uh, I'll, I'll ask him again when I bring him back in. I should have corrected that. Um, so it's basically a uh, about eleven minute film. Uh, basically, about she's an activist from um, from uh, from Oakland or Alameda County, um, and so it kind of covers a little bit of of the activism that's taking place there in the Bay Area, as well as her own background and experience in, in terms of dealing with uh, race, and then also her own personal background as well, which I'll kind of let her get into a little bit more with that herself. Um, so like I said, we found it on Flickfair, a uh, very interesting documentary. Uh, like I said, it's only about 11 minutes long, um, but it has, it covers a lot of material, very broad uh, and vast. Um, so I say kind of like, without further ado, I say we just kind of bring them in and then we can ask them a series of questions and kind of get the inspiration behind the, uh, the film itself. Um, so I'll bring in, um, Lee first. She'll be in in just a second here. And I'll go ahead and bring her in. Hi, Lee. How you doing today? Hi. Thank you, Kiara and Jason. And not a problem. And we'll bring in Paul as well. Um, it always takes a second or two just for everybody to come in. And there's Paul. And I might have butchered your last name, Paul. How do you pronounce the last name? Uh, Zara. Zayer. Yes. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> so I should have asked you beforehand. Uh, so sorry for butchering your last name. Um, so uh, the documentary was was very interesting. Um, like I said, it covers a lot of material and just you know, a little bit over 11 minute running time. Um, like I said, dealing with uh, the activism that's taking place with the the the, the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, dealing with race and all overall, obviously gay activist rights and that sort of thing as well. So it does deal with a lot of different uh, avenues um, in, in a very short amount of time and also with a lot of your background as well. Um, so Lee, my first question was for you, just in terms of what was your overall inspiration for, for this film? Well, it's nice that it's it feels so broad. Um, my real inspiration was, to be very frank, um, the night after Donald Trump was elected, I was at, I thought, what can I do? And I was at Frank Ogawa Plaza that evening um, with a group of uh, who had gathered. It was a lot of Black Lives Matter, sort of the one of the original iterations, Occupy folks and just regular citizens who were pretty upset, outraged and shocked and angry. and. Um, it took off from there. Uh, we, we, I tried a number of different routes of what, what should I do to be part of a resistance. And um, I realized that my real resistance was filming. Um, so I filmed more than 75 demonstrations, protests and rallies. Um, and as you mentioned, um, in May, it took on another whole bent um, with the death of George Floyd and um, the resurgence of Black Lives Matter. Um, so um, <clears throat> my motivation was to inspire people. I really wanted people to see uh, some, some clips of these videos to inspire them to become politically active um, as, we, as with the upcoming approaching 2020 election 
and to vote. Um, Absolutely. Okay. Um, and then Paul, you are the, uh, the, the co-producer of the film. How, how did you come involved with the project and your, uh, I guess, uh, um, um, you know, basically how did you come involved with the project overall? Um, well, I was contacted by Lee through her um, uh, partner um, and who I had done some film work and uh, some educational films with. Um, but Lee reached out and she just shared some of the video, uh, some of the films that she had been making um, over the past four years. And I just found them really fascinating and was sort of curious. Um, I, ha I hadn't known Lee before that. And so uh, I was just sort of curious what this person, what her agenda was and what she was doing with these films and why she was making them. Um, so her personal story really intrigued me. Absolutely. And uh, how long was the process? Um, obviously you visited uh, or went to a lot of different protests and, and how long did the entire process take in order to make this film from beginning to end? And either one of you can answer or kind of go into that process. Um, I think we started probably in May and um, our goal was to release it before the election. I think we, mm -hmm. we got it out in September. Um, we also put together a five minute version um, which had a little bit of my own personal history, but was was designed to inspire people to vote. And the five minute version was viewed more than 22,000 social media. Um, and, the, and then the longer 11 minute mini doc, um, we've entered it in a number of film festivals. I'm very happy to be on the Flick Fair. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and uh, that's the good thing about Flick Fair is they, they definitely uh, give everybody an avenue and an opportunity to to shine and be able to show their and show their films. Um, having submitted to uh, other film festivals in the past, it's like unless you're actually selected or a you know a, a winner of that sort, and usually it's it's an annual type thing. Whereas Flick Fair kind of does more of a monthly uh, acknowledgement of, of winners and selections, and so everyone has an opportunity to be able to represent their film on their on their platform platform and streaming platform. So um, so it's a really, really good avenue to kind of get yourself out there and get exposure. And so everybody has an opportunity to, 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 to watch the film. Um, uh, you said you had done previous films in the past. Um, were they all also social conscious films or were they different films or kind of what uh, can you tell us a little bit about that or? Are you asking me or Paul? Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, I'm asking you, Lee, sorry. I so I'm kind of a dual person. I, I'm a retired therapist, um, worked in community mental health for a million years. And about 25 years ago, I started making videos of seniors telling their stories, um, real personal history videos, um, a wide range of, of people throughout, really throughout the world. I made about 400 of them over those years. And, and also some uh, civil rights uh, leaders, which have been really inspiring. Um, so that's kind of my background in video. I've never made something of this of this caliber, and I I was able to get to secure a small uh, grant because mm -hmm. I knew I to do this. I had a had a mission, and um, and reached out to Paul and his team, Eric Ivy and Marin uh, Wickmeyer, and uh, it was just the, the small little band of us, but we we pulled it off, and I'm very very happy with the, with the video. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Jason, I believe you had a couple questions. Yeah, Lee, I was wondering, um, were, who are some of your favorite documentary filmmakers that you may have been influenced by? Oh, gosh. You know, I, I'm, I don't really consider myself a big movie buff, to be honest with you. Um, I'd have to um, 
my favorite documentary filmmakers. Paul, can you help me with that one? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I, I'm not sure who your favorite documentary filmmakers are, but, um, you know, uh, I, I think Lee's work, um, what was interesting to me about that she had been making these films for four years prior to she coming to me was she was really kind of holding herself as a witness to what was going on. I mean, I was sort of curious, like, what, what, what are you doing? Like, you know, you show up at these um, demonstrations and you film this stuff. And, um, you know, she wasn't really inserting herself too much, um, like some documentary filmmakers. She wasn't doing a lot of interviews and stuff. But um, she was really just holding the space as a witness. And, um, you know, that, that is an interesting kind of filmmaking to me. Um, you know, a lot of documentary films these days, um, they have a real concerted agenda. You know, they're pretty much scripted just like a feature film. And, you know, you could look at Michael Moore or any of this stuff. And they're, they're not really true documentary filmmaking as it was done, say, in the 60s, like Frederick Weissman and, you know, these types of films that that the camera was, they were, in some sense, they were more truthful because they were really look, I mean, film isn't very truthful anyway. You, you, you spin it any way you want in the edit room, even documentaries that appear truthful. But, um, you know, Lee's camera was really just a witness. And that was what I was curious about her personal story, which was, at, you know, we went back to Birmingham in the 1950s and 60s, mm -hmm. where she was this little girl. And, you know, that was, the, that was the epitome of a witness. She was witnessing her family members and she was let, witnessing the civil rights movement. And she sort of came of age. Um, and, you know, all of that sort of, there was a beautiful representation of that in what, you know, um, what, the, what turned out with the film. And I, it, you know, the, one of the things I was the most pleased about with the film was the title, uh, Truth and Reconciliation, because, mm -hmm. and I feel like um, we need a lot more stories like Lee. We, we, mm -hmm. we need people grappling with this issue of race in America. And, and it's, it's one thing just to see all this stuff on social media but, you know, as a culture, we need to be grappling with it like, you know, they are in South Africa and Rwanda and, uh, you know, uh, Kosovo and, you know, these places where these, this awful stuff has happened and we have this history. But, um, you know, we can have politically correct uh, views about it, but um, it's more complicated than that. And I think these film shows the complexity and allows us all to kind of look at it from a different angle. Absolutely. Now, Paul, have, have you, I know that you've, you've done some, some camera work in the past. Have you done anything of, of, of uh, that, that dealt with uh, activism or anything of that nature in, in your past uh, uh, experiences and that sort of thing? Is, is this the first type of film that you've done that, that dealt with uh, activism or? Oh, I've been making films for many years, um, but one of the more recent films was a film called Being Seen, which was um, about uh, developmental disabilities, seen through the eyes of people with developmental disabilities. And that too, you know, was sort of um, one of the, a big civil rights issue uh, in America with, um, that sort of goes unsung or seen in its complexity. Um, and again, that too was trying to be a witness uh, by again, not so much imposing 
you know, uh, normal people's views, you know, the sort of, but, but people who had these disabilities to express who they are and what they, what, how they saw themselves in the world, which is a very different approach to how we normally experience and think of it. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Absolutely. Currently, so, uh, currently I'm doing a film on kids and technology and that in a sense is, um, also an activist film really, because it's, it's a critical issue coming down the pipeline in our, in our lives. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah. We, uh, we, we, we did a, uh, uh, a piece on basically the film, uh, the, the, uh, the social dilemma and a, uh, um, and we paired it with another film that had to do a lot with, with kids and social media and, and kind of what it's doing to kids and that sort of stuff. So that is a very, uh, very interesting topic in itself as well. So, uh, and then for, for Lee, uh, um, so obviously we, we have this film out now, uh, are there future projects you're looking to work on? Are they going to be in that same area? Are you looking to shift gears? I mean, especially now that the election is over now and, uh, well, not to say that activism is over, but obviously <laughs> Trump is, out of the office now at this point there's still some 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 fallout from that in terms of the insurrection that happened obviously on january the 6th and whatever happens with that i mean i we all have our own thoughts and ideas of what the outcome is going to be of that i think it's kind of a foregone conclusion at this point uh but uh you know are are, are you going to do any follow-up pieces um in, in in conjunction with this or are you looking maybe to do something else in a different avenue just uh, out of curiosity yeah, well, it's interesting that we're that we're filming this, that we're recording right now with the impeachment hearing going on, and um, I just feel tremendously relieved, to be honest. I don't know what your audience's political views are, but um, the last four years were really difficult. Um, so yeah, um, so I in this this time, I, I started filming a lot of uh, youth also, and you can tell from the film and the way it ends that I'm especially interested in how the next generations will carry on the, this mission of trying to make our country better, <laughs> less um, racist, less homophobic, less um, divided, and, um, and also the climate, really addressing the climate. So uh, those are things that I hope to continue to film. It's not as, as gripping right now, partly because of COVID. Right. Yeah, people are just not, understandably not out uh, demonstrating very much, which I appreciate. Um, yeah, I think we all do at this point so that we can all get back to it. But I mean, obviously, um, I don't think that with the ending of Trump being out of office, that the, the struggles that, that we're having as, 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 as everyday citizens um, and um, not to get too much into your personal background, but I think that Jason and I can both uh uh, take some insight into the Black Lives Matter movement and then also with the, the gay rights movement, movement as well. Um, I think that those fights and those struggles are, are something that you're going to have to continue to work for and still strive for. Um, just changing opposition and at the White House isn't necessarily going to solve and fix all those problems, um, you know, because the, those struggles are still going to continue. And I, I don't think we're seeing as much about, uh, we're, well, there's still, there's still obviously these, these, these uh, unearned black African-Americans that are being shot in the streets, but it's it's probably, you're not seeing it as much because people aren't out as much because of COVID. So my concern is, is what happens once we get the vaccines and once we start getting back to a sense of normalcy and the streets are being filled 
back up with people again. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of these issues that were reflected in the documentary are going to be coming back to fold again. So that's going to be my, my concern or questions about that. And obviously gay rights still a struggle, still a fight. Things are a little better for us here in California in terms of, you know, gay rights being able to get married and that sort of stuff, but it's still a long way to go, um, in my opinion. So. Uh, well, I, I do hope that the new doc is inspiring for people because, you know, growing up in Birmingham, Alabama in the, in the 50s, really, in the 60s, uh, it was a totally different world, as you can mm. imagine. Um, and so, so much has gotten better. It really has. And um, in terms of, you know, opportunities for gay people, Americans, for people of color generally, for immigrants, you know, for people in poverty, um, it's, a, it's a better country. Uh, and I hold that long view. Um, and I, I really do feel more hopeful with this administration. They have a lot of work to do um, mm -hmm. to create safety for people that we're not under threat of, of these hoarding mobs, but also of COVID. So they're, they're doing a good job. I'm very proud of our local uh, Kamala Harris as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. And so, I saw that they're they're one of the first acts that they're trying to get into these 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 for-profit prisons, which is another uh, thing of a systemic racism as well. Uh, you know, where these prisons are being filled with with you know black and brown people for profit, and they're incentivized to keep these people locked up, and they're giving longer sentences um, to black and brown people. And there, you know, you have these systems where it's for profit and they're incentivized to keep them in prison longer. So your judges are giving them longer sentences. Uh, they're finding different ways for these people not to be paroled. Um, and so that's another avenue that, that I feel like needs to also be dealt with. That's also kind of a, a involved in that activism as well. So thank you for that Kier. Thank you. Uh, one of the things that uh, sort of, it's been nice to take a pause, honestly, because I was out filming as many as three times a week in the last, the last months of uh, uh, January, uh, December, January. Um, one of the things that I'll probably, I may return to a project that I'm kind of tossing around is um, through this process, even as Paul said, I was, I sort of saw myself as a witness, but I did become familiar with and kind of included, it really invited in a bit to the progressive communities uh, in the Bay Area, and um, I took that as a compliment, as an honor. And so I'm in touch with some of those folks, and I've thought about um, just have, creating a little mini doc of asking them what inspired them, what did they think went well, what did, what's the work that we still have to do um, to kind of get those people on camera too. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I think it'd be great. Um, you know, like you said, there there is uh, a definite place for, for several different avenues in terms of, you know, how you want to immerse yourself into a movement or into a cause. And being a witness is, 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 is just good, just filming, documenting what's transpiring and what's taking place, um, but also going that, that extra step whenever we feel comfortable to ask individuals, you know, their experiences in terms of, you know, how they feel about the situation and how it's affected and how it's impacted them. So right, that'd be great. I think that would be a great follow-up piece to, uh, to uh, this documentary film and kind of just getting more immersed into it. So that's something that I think that I would be interested in seeing. I think that others would as well. So absolutely. 
Well, cool. Well, uh, well, definitely. I mean, um, you know, whenever uh, the next project is completed, we would be more than more than happy to, to take a look at it. And maybe we can have you back again. Have you maybe uh, Paul can be involved in that project as well. And uh, we can have you both back on the show and we can discuss kind of the, the follow up piece, if you will. Um, can I, could I ask you a question? Do we have a minute? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm curious uh, just what the two of you thought about the film. A little bit because uh, I mean, as filmmakers, we often don't get it. We don't get a chance to get at, at so much feedback. Always, um, it, you know, it's 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 sort of an yeah. What did you find that was uh, unique about it? Why are we here talking to you? Uh, if, if you wouldn't mind. Well, I thought um, kind of like what you mentioned, Paul. I I hadn't put a, a name on it quite yet until you said it, but the idea of witnessing. Um, and I am a fan of documentaries that are, um, you know, like you said, documentaries can never be completely objective because, I mean, just the way you edit it puts, puts a spin on it, you know. Uh, but I am a big fan of the ones that are as objective as possible, you know, like uh, like Frederick Wiseman, like Maisel's Brothers, um, stuff like that. So I like that aspect of witnessing something. Uh, that was larger than any of us can really get our heads around individually. You know, I mean, like like uh, Lee was saying, um, the last four years were tough in a lot of ways. And uh, you know, it you know you know I but before before that I thought you know and I still think that things are headed on a you know generally positive path. But the last four years it brought so much ugliness to the to the surface that I um, I guess I had. Uh, convinced myself was going away, but uh, was still there clearly. Um, so I think it's, a, it's what I liked about it was the, the, the fly on the wall approach to viewing um, something that big and that uh, confusing to so many people um, that you can't really put into words. So, uh, you know, it's best to just sit back and let it, let it be seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and to touch on that sentiment as well, I mean, obviously, as being an African-American, um, you know, and, and have dealt with racism in the past and, and that sort of thing. And, and then having a, a black son, you know, I, I worry about the future for him. I worry about my own future, about my own experiences and encounters with with law enforcement and racism and, and that sort of thing. And it, it's something that um, I mean, granted, I've, I've never been beaten and arrested and and the, all the things that have happened especially in the, in the 60s and 70s with the civil rights movement things that are still happening today um, but i have had ex experiences with with law enforcement or with people that i felt were uh being uh discriminatory towards me in different factions and different outlooks um whether even just be applying for jobs or whether it be um like i said the encounters that i've had where i've been stopped uh in neighborhoods before um just just you know, in, in my opinion, just the, the driving while being black, you know, I've been driving in affluent neighborhoods, you know, and been pulled over and just asked, what are you doing here? You know, why are you in this neighborhood? Do you live in this area? I've had that happen to me personally. Um, so it's something that that has affected me. Um, and I've, you know, and I grew up culturally, uh, my, my parents were in the military, so I've lived all over the world. So I've got to see a lot of different experiences living in Japan and Germany and that kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, I never really felt the, 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 the racism and, and that sort of thing. I felt like growing up because I grew up primarily on military bases where it was all integrated because you had people from, from all different parts of the world, all different parts of the country. They're all, 
you know, stationed on these different Air Force, base, Air Force bases. It wasn't until I moved back here to California that I really started to see and becoming more aware of racism and of, uh, you know, seeing the things that are happening to 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 African-Americans and Hispanics and even uh, Arab Americans as well, um, people from the Middle East and, and how they're discriminated against. And so uh, that's why I was initially interested in it. And, um, you know, and, and like Jason alluded to, and like you, you pointed out to as well, you know, the last four years have been tough, I think, for everybody um, that, 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 you know, the sees that and, and it's 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 sickening to me as how divided we are as a country right now that there are still so many people that just don't see it they just don't get it um you know you know there are people that are still fighting and still think that the election was stolen um you know and it's just those things that you know these things continue to come up and i'm still concerned uh, for the future and where we're headed. And I think at the, towards the end of the documentary, you pointed it in like 2044, I believe that, uh, that whites will actually be the minority in, in this country. Um, but I still have concerns, even as a minority, it's still, it's still dis disproportionate. Um, you know, I'm hopeful for the future. I'm hopeful for the next generation. From what I can see from the kids that I see growing up around my son's age, um, they seem to be more, uh, accepting of, of, of different cultures. Um, they see more accepting of uh, gay rights. Um, so I am hopeful for the future, but I still am concerned. I still feel like we have a long way to go. So, yeah. yeah. Well said. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, great. Uh, well, was there anything else that either one of you wanted to add before we, we let you go? No, we just welcome being with you and, um, and keep up the good work. Yeah, absolutely. No, and like I said, and we we love these types of films. We we, we love films that that, that really uh, uh, you know are are trying to say something. You know, anything that has a meaning or anything that's trying to say something. And entertainment is great. I, I love to. We we do a lot of you know uh, interviews with people that are entertaining. We've done horror documentaries. We've done all different types of documentaries. But um, I really do love to to talk with people that are that are trying to make a difference and the people that are trying to to say something and they're trying to get their voice out there and they're highlighting these these. Uh, uh, the, these things that are taking place today in America, and I think it's great, and I and I hope that you you both continue to uh, walk down that path and continue to make films that inspire and inspire others, and and keep the conversation and the dialogue going. So, so we thank you for that. Yep. Yeah, thank you both. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we thank you again for Have watching. Have a great weekend. Yeah, absolutely. We thank you for joining us. And like I said, we'll uh, make sure we, we get a copy uh, for, for the both of you uh, once we do get this uploaded as well. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll definitely get this uploaded to all of our social media as well. So we thank you again. And uh, hope everybody has a great day that's watching. <laughs> so, thanks again. You too. All right. Thank you. All right. Bye. All right, bye. Bye. We thank you so much for watching our podcast. Be sure to visit flickfair.com and also be sure to sign up and start watching hundreds of streaming titles today. Have a great day. Bye.